This winter, Hope Mission is providing emergency shelter to more people than ever before. With the number of people experiencing homelessness doubling in the last few years, there are still hundreds of people out in the cold every night. But through your generosity, you offer them a warm, safe place to sleep and a hot, nutritious meal. But as you'll find out today, there's a lot more to it than that. I'm Brenton Dreger from Hope Mission, and this is Hope Stories. When some people think of Hope Mission, they think of a soup kitchen and an overnight shelter, and that's about it. Today, we'll hear from Tim Pasma, Hope Mission's Manager of Homeless Programs, about the tremendous need and the variety of services we provide to meet that need and give people an opportunity to take their first step in a new direction. For so many people, hope begins with a meal, like Mike. Mike says it all started at the meal hall. He was suffering with an addiction, but didn't know that he was suffering with an addiction until it got the best of him. And he says he started sleeping outside. And he says, it's something I was never prepared for. I had no idea how tough it is out here, how scary it is. You never know what your next hour is going to bring or where your next meal or anything is going to come from. Mike said he was having a particularly rough day. He remembers how he used to cry at meals because he was just so grateful to get something. But one day he was having a tough time. He came to the meal hall, didn't want to talk to anybody and sat off in the corner. He says, I didn't care anymore. I really didn't care. And one of the workers for Hope Mission came by and he's doing his rounds and he sat down beside me and he goes, how are you doing today? Mike says, don't bother me. Just leave me alone. And he goes, well, what's the matter? I said, just go talk to the next guy. I'm done. Just leave me alone. Don't waste your time on me, Mike says. He says, I, I said, I, I'm garbage. And he goes, well, why do you say that? He wouldn't leave me alone. He kept persisting and persisting. And finally, I opened up to him. I told him, I've wasted my life. I told him some of the horrible things I've done. I've made mistakes. And I opened up and he told me about the breakout program, the men's recovery program. And Mike says, it's just the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It's really given me a second chance. If there's anything you can do to keep this process going, I urge you to continue it because you never know which difference in which life you're going to make and how much of a difference it can be. Mike says, I was addicted to alcohol for a lot of years. I gave 20 years of my life to it. I've just turned 40 and I'm looking to take those 40s and run with them. And Mike closes with this. He says, you have no idea that that meal, that piece of clothing, it means the world to some people. It means the rest of your life to some people. That first step is made possible by people like you. I'm so grateful to you for making Mike's story a reality and for the countless others you continue to write. A special thanks to our Hearts of Hope monthly donors, to our partners in Hope, and to all those who made a gift toward emergency care. I enjoy hearing from you about what inspires your gift. Roberta shared with us. She says, we decided that this Christmas, we would donate extra to eight charitable local agencies in honor of our eight grandchildren in their names. They're not rich or anything, nor are we, but we believed that giving, especially now when so many of our neighbors are hurting, seemed much better than a toy or PJs. 
We've been talking a lot to them about why we're doing this. Four of them are way too little to understand yet, but they will. Blessings to everyone who has sent Christmas dinners out. Roberta. And Gwen wrote, This was my parents' favorite charity. I make a donation every Christmas in their memory. Well, thank you, Roberta. Thank you, Gwen. Those are beautiful family traditions. Thanks so much for sharing and for your compassion for our hurting and hungry neighbors. I also enjoy hearing your questions. For example, Rob asked, how can you feed someone for just $2.70 a meal? And that's a great question, Rob. Uh, and it's thanks to a few factors. Um, for one thing, we do get community food donations, and so that's really helpful. We also have great relationships with our, with our vendors and suppliers. We can work with them. And the fact that we're also preparing hundreds of meals at a time, there's some efficiencies there too. So thanks to your generosity, to community donations, to our vendors and suppliers, uh, we're able to continue to provide a meal for just $2.70. Thank you so much for your generosity and your support. And thanks for the great question, Rob. Uh, you can email us your question at hopestories at hopemission.com. As I said earlier, the number of people experiencing homelessness has doubled in the last few years. And with the weather turning colder, Hope Mission is providing emergency shelter space to more people than ever before. In anticipating that need, we began working toward doubling our capacity during the winter months and adding creative ways to encounter people and connect them to other life-changing services through our shelters. Here's my conversation with Tim Pasma, manager of homeless programs for Hope Mission. Tim, thanks for making some time for us today. Thanks for having me. Well, the first thing we can talk about maybe is we had this lovely uh, extended fall and we were all enjoying that beautiful September, even into October, and then all of a sudden it got cold mm -hmm. fast. So can you tell us a bit about what kind of impact that has on people who are experiencing homelessness? Yeah, this year was interesting because we dipped a lot colder really fast. And so a lot of us in the sector, uh, Hope Mission, other agencies, the city, uh, had to really focus on our response and having a coordinated response very quickly. So it really kicked us into gear. Uh, we were starting to add spaces online for the winter as that time came, mm -hmm. but then we really had to, had to kind of be innovative and create more space very quickly. So it really was a good stress test for the winter to get us going. And, uh, you know, it's just been an interesting year so far, and there's been a high demand for shelter spaces. And, uh, but overall, we're, we're adding spaces, and we've been able to meet our targets for adding enough spaces for people. So hmm. it's been a, yeah. Right. I, I know it doesn't come as a surprise to anybody, I guess, really, even if we're all kind of enjoying the fall weather. But, yeah, you and your team were already well in advance planning that sort of thing for when the cold did hit. Uh, so Hope Mission has uh, 525 year-round emergency shelter spaces. Yep. I guess, can you tell us a bit about uh, what capacity we're at right now and where we're trying to get to? Yeah. So right now we're hovering around the 800, 750, 800 range for, for people using our services. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been really busy uh, winter so far. And... Um, um, you know, we've with the extreme cold that we've recently had, we've seen those numbers uh, spike. So we've just continually been focusing on uh, adding uh, additional shelter spaces where we can. And uh, so far, we've been able to accommodate everybody that's coming looking for service. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, it's a constant uh, kind of never-ending uh, process right now. 
Now, people are probably pretty familiar with the number that, you know, uh, the number of homeless people has increased, like has, you know, approximately doubled in the last few years. To put that in perspective, I guess, in Hope Mission terms, this is the most people that Hope Mission has ever uh, provided overnight shelter space for, correct? What we're yes, seeing right now? it is. Yes. Yes. This, this is the highest, uh, highest number of people that we've had overnight mm. in our so, history. So there's just tremendous need right now, and we're so yeah. grateful for all of our uh, donors who make it possible to offer, Absolutely. offer hot uh, meals and warm, safe places to stay. We've had this question from our donors, and I wanted to pose it to you, Tim. When people are experiencing homelessness, if they're not staying in emergency shelter, where are they sleeping? It's a very good question. Uh, so it, it, there's a range. Uh, so the areas where people might be staying could be in an encampment. Uh, they could be staying in an LRT station. They could be staying, you know, there's of the number of people that are considered homeless in Edmonton, uh, about 50% of the people on the by names list, which is typically what's used to determine how many people are homeless, are what they would say provisionally uh, housed or accommodated. So uh, those could be people like couch surfing or, um, you know, maybe they have a place to stay, but it's, but it's uh, you know, um, they're close to being evicted or it's, it's not fit for human habitation. So things like that, that's where you might see people staying if it's not in shelter. Hmm. So when people think about emergency shelter, they think about beds or mats and people come in late at night, they leave early in the morning and they've just slept there and that's kind of it. But there's more to it than that, isn't there, when people come Way to more. the Hope Mission? Way more. So the one thing that people often think about, about Hope Mission and other shelters is that we uh, only are overnight. Well, it's, we're 24-7. So we offer spaces 20, on a 24-7 basis for people that come to our doors. So we don't wake them up at 6 a.m. and ask them to leave the shelter. Um, sometimes that's what uh, is thought that we, we do. We don't do that. Uh, and so we do, and then we have 24 seven wraparound services. So those services include uh, a nursing clinic, health clinic, uh, with a number of registered nurses on site. We have an on-site paramedic. We have a social worker. We have housing workers, multiple housing workers. Uh, we have addiction recovery programming. We have uh, all sorts of other cult community and cultural supports. So we have a lot of different programs that are operating around the shelter program to try to help people uh, improve their, the, their well-being, improve their quality of life, and help them give them an off-ramp to homelessness, to, give, to help them exit homelessness. Mm -hmm. You've talked about a, a service hub, uh, and that's like a, a model you're trying to, to build here into Hope Mission. I think some of it touches on what you've already said, but mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit more about what that service hub is, how it works, and I guess uh, the difference it makes for people who are experiencing homeless, uh, homelessness and coming to Hope Mission looking yeah. for services. Yeah, we've really focused on enhancing our uh, service offering that we can provide to people. And so we are uh, actively engaging in that service hub model. And so the, the whole concept of the model is the shelters are a gateway to supports where a lot of people mm -hmm. are coming into shelter. That's where you can really start to support them with their need, meeting their needs. And so what we've really done is we've, we've done a number of things to really implement this service hub model and, and really enhance our existing services. So we're offering a daytime drop-in center. We're offering uh, additional, additional supports. The, I mentioned the social worker, additional housing workers, um, uh, additional health supports. 
so that when people come into our, for example, our daytime drop-in center during the day, it's not just a place to get a meal, it's not just a place to warm up, which are incredibly important, but we're also offering wraparound services to help people. And mm. so that's really where you become that full service hub model that we're looking to be. To mm. be. Mm. Cool. The thing yeah. that popped in my head as you were saying that is, we say at Hope Mission so often that hope begins with a meal, but there's almost a slight change in that sentence, the way you're describing it there is hope begins with a meal. Like that's people come in yes. for a meal, yes. for shelter, but there's yes. so much more. It's that gateway that you talked exactly. about. Exactly, exactly. There's so much more that we can offer. And, and so we're enhancing what Hope Mission has already been doing for a hundred years. Mm -hmm. Is there a piece of that? You mentioned a lot of different elements, like a lot of different services that people can get connected to a lot of opportunities for transitioning, for change, for starting that journey of transformation. Is there, you know, one or two of those parts of that service hub that, you, that, that get you the most excited? Well, I think one of the things that, uh, that we're really focused on is, is the daytime drop-in is a really important gateway for people. And it's not just for people using shelter, it's also a, a place for people in the community to come to and then to access services from there. So that's why we're offering the housing supports in that space, we're offering the uh, community and cultural supports, we're offering the nursing uh, and, and other su support services. So that's, to me, that's one of the most exciting mm. options that we provide. Cool. All right, well, that's great to hear, Tim. Thanks so much for sharing, uh, sharing with us a bit about what's yeah. going on behind the scenes and how it's making a difference for people we serve. No problem. Thanks. My thanks to Tim Pasma, Manager of Homeless Programs at Hope Mission, for sharing a little bit about how Hope Mission is expanding services, expanding capacity to meet the tremendous need that exists right now in these cold winter months. That's the hope that your gift provides. And coming into a shelter, enjoying a hot meal, that's just the beginning of the story. We're relaunching Hope Stories, so please give the podcast a rating and a review and tell your friends. The truth is, these hope stories are your stories. They are truly not possible without your support. And you can write the next hope story today by going to hopemission.com. Hope begins with a meal. And for just $27 a month, you can become a Hearts of Hope donor and provide 10 meals each month, along with access to life-changing care and programs for hurting and hungry neighbors, like Tim talked about. Thank you for your care and compassion for providing hope to men and women, children and youth, families and communities across Alberta. I'm Brenton Dreger with Hope Mission. Thanks for listening to Hope Stories. <laughs>